This is the Fantasy Road Show. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. It's the Fantasy Road Show. What's going on? Hey, hey. Oh, ho, ho. ho. <laughs> it's Fantasy Road Show. What's going on, roadies? Welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Road Show. We are your hosts, per use. I am Truck. He is Culls. You can find us on Twitter, me at Fantasy underscore Trucker, him at Culls underscore Sports. Check out the show at Fantasy Road Show. Check us out on Twitter at YouTube. I'm sorry, on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Sports Ethos. And Mike, we got new. We got a new logo. We're, we we're official, man. This we is, got a subby stack. Yeah. Sub, oh, yeah. Everybody check out our sub stack. It's going to be in the description. Uh, it's going to be the link in our bios. It's going to be all over the place. All over. Uh, sign up and check out all of our rankings updated uh, as, as much as we can. Uh, we'll be putting out written content as well. Where Anything I missed, Mike, with the sub stack? What else are we doing there that I missed? Yeah, we're going to do our first release of our uh, rankings here right after this weekend. If we make any, um, you know, adjustments after the preseason week um, two games. So we know your draft season is starting. So we're going to so we're going to uh, release our, our, our sub stack rank our rankings on sub stack. Sorry, uh, after this weekend. So, um, yeah, there's going to be I mean, waiver wire um, waiver wire. Uh, in-season waiver wire, in-season weekly rankings. Um, I don't know, all sorts of yeah, fun all of our written yes. content. Yes, yeah. anything, uh, um, anything that you can think of coming from the show is going to be on our Substack. So, yep. uh, make sure you check it out. Um, Mike, what are we getting into today? Um, I think it's a big episode. This is uh, sleepers. Wake the fuck up, Mike. <laughs> Wake up. Wake up. Yeah, we're we're talking sleepers and keepers today sleepers and keepers you know mike Uh, let me let me preface this when we started this podcast this was the episode i was looking forward to i'm like you know what first episode i think of that we're gonna need to do we gotta do sleepers 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 (laughs) is like the biggest fucking you know uh it's not blown out of proportion but it's it's definitely the talk of the town in the fantasy industry you know what i'm saying yeah yeah yeah, so uh, sleepers and keepers. This episode, it's a big one. So buckle up. All right. So, um, calls you. You had a you, you had a uh, very extensive uh, sleepers and keepers article that you wrote, and in there, I really like the way that you describe what we mean by sleepers and keepers. So, if you would let the roadies know, so that we can cr- clarify ahead of time, so that there's no confusion. Yeah, so, yeah, I think sleeper is a term that needs to be defined because I think people just kind of throw it around and have different meanings for what a sleeper is. Um, and the Fantasy Roadshow, um, we wanted to make it really clear before before releasing our list. Um, and we're kind of going to put players in this category into two different buckets, a sleeper and a keeper, because, you know, they are very different. Um, and a sleeper to us is a player. It's very simple. A player who is undervalued based on his ADP. So, you know, a very simple, um, definition for us for sleeper, just undervalued player based on their ADP. Um, and some keeping that to people that are, um, 
keeping that to players who are drafted. So, you know, I, you'll, you'll hear JK Dobbins on my list. Um, I have him as a top 12, top 15 running back. Um, I think he's running back 14, but, um, or even like, uh, for, for example, like Amari Cooper. Um, so he's someone that's going in the first, you know, few rounds, but, uh, we feel that he is, um, undervalued based on where he's being drafted and that he's going to be a you know, top 15 wide receiver. So, um, that's just a couple examples. We'll get into it later, but, um, and then keeper is like a late round flyer. Um, someone who like a Roshan Johnson, um, he's actually kind of clawing his way into being, you know, drafted in every league. So, um, he may fit that keeper category or the sleeper category soon, but right now, you know, late round flyer on Roshan Johnson, who's so he's someone who his, um, his, his, um, his role is going to continue to grow throughout the year and have a lot of momentum going into next year. So someone you can draft in the later rounds, um, who's, you know, outplaying his value throughout the season, certainly not going into next year. Um, and then Ryan, if you want to explain keeper leagues a little bit, like that's where we got the term keeper from, but yeah. Yeah. If you're not, if you're not familiar, if you're not familiar with the keeper league, it's basically a league where you're allowed to um, keep a few players from your current draft and and bring them into the next season. So you want to grab these guys late uh, people that have roles increasing and that are going to have much more value going into next year. Um, A lot of leagues have different keeper rules so that we're not really going to go too much and really talk about them as a keeper in a keeper league. But just what Mike said, late round flyers that um, if you are in a keeper league, you should be considering them, drafting them and uh, holding them for next season. So that's pretty much it. Yep. Yep. Um, so that kind of laying the foundation for what we're going to talk about here today. Let's get into it. Um, if you want to start out with um, quarterback sleeper. And yeah, we will- I, you know, I, as I was looking at the quarterbacks when I was getting ready for this episode, I realized that my idea of the rankings for quarterbacks it's it's not totally spot on to where they're draft being drafted but there's not a there's not a lot of large discrepancies um you know i like i have two a little bit higher but not much enough to call him a sleeper um so the i only have one guy that i really consider a sleeper for a quarterback and that's matthew stafford um he's being drafted at quarterback 22 and i have him up at quarterback 14 uh, it's the biggest uh, variance that I have in my rankings from the ADP. And, you know, two years ago, he was the number five quarterback. He still is throwing the ball to Cooper Cup, who is one of the best wide receivers in the league. Um, Stafford came out and said he's feeling the healthiest he's ever felt ever in his career. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But um, I think he's being drafted too late, and I'd be fine with him on my roster going into this season. I'm actually going to be targeting him in most drafts. Yeah, I love Stafford. Um, I totally agree with that pick. I think that the Rams are going to be a lot better than um, than a lot of the public, I think, views them coming off a really bad year last year and just kind of think like, oh, that Super Bowl team is done. The defense is pretty bad, so they're going to need a lot of young guys to um, step up for in order to kind of um, really – 
r- really win ball games, but um, does that that could end up you know making Stafford have a better fantasy year because of it? Because if they're throwing the ball more, coming back from behind, getting some garbage time points, so I I think the offense with Cam Akers is going to who I believe we'll be talking about as well in this in this uh in in this show but cam cam Akers like he's gonna play a huge role in that offense in order to restore it to that super bowl form because you know you don't have um robert woods who is a huge part but you have cooper cup you have tyler higby and then you know van jefferson is a guy that we thought was going to step up into that woods role last year but never really happened and i wouldn't say it's necessarily a van jefferson thing as much as it could be a um, could be more of like that offense just never got it going last year. Yeah. So healthy Stafford, I mean, they should be able, they still have good pieces. You hear about Puka Nakua. I think we'll oh, talk yeah. about well later, but um, I mean, acres to me has a, if he can step up and be a lead running back uh, and a workhorse back in that, in that offense, then I think they can have a lot of success opening up cup and just letting him, you know, go to town. So I, I completely agree with that pick. Um, I co-signed that. And then I also, my sleeper is Jordan Love. Um, I've talked about him multiple times. He's going as ADP QB 20 and I haven't ranked at 16. Again, quarterbacks, you're not going to see these crazy discrepancies, these, but, um, cause there's 32 that start, but, um, love to me is someone who I, he is climbing up the draft boards a little bit. I think earlier in the year he was, uh, when I first wrote this article, he was QB 24, but um, I just think he looks good. Every time last year that he came in the game, he looked good. He's been looking good all preseason. Any clips you're seeing in camp, he's been looking good. Um, it's very underrated how sitting behind Aaron Rodgers and seeing one of the best to ever play the game, navigate, lead, an offense. Um, so naturally he picked up some skills from that, but also like you have Aaron Jones, who was Rogers's guy, um, AJ Dillon, who was there for long enough as well. But, you know, Aaron Jones is a guy that he can lean on as a veteran presence as he's growing confidence in that off offense. And if they come out and win some games and instill a little bit of confidence in that offense with young pieces of, you know, Dobbs and Watson, who've now, on their second year have been there for an entire year, but then you have the two rookie tight ends uh, and Jaden Reed, of course um, they can all grow together and I think grow pretty quickly. So, um, you know, it's a bunch of young guys relating. And if love shows them that he is a guy and a leader that can lead an offense, they have the defense to be a very good football team. So I just believe in Jordan love end of story. Um, that's kind of why I have him. Um, you know, outplaying that ADP, but certainly being um, a starting quarterback in this league for years to come. Yeah, I totally get that. I mean, Jordan Love, uh, the expectations aren't very high right now. Like there's not too much hype around him. A lot of people are almost considering him like, oh, you know, is he even going to get another contract after this year? So um, there's a lot of young talent around him and the veteran presence in their running back room with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon on a contract year, man. And then those two rookie tight ends, like you mentioned, he could easily have a, you know, uh, a top 15 type of season. Um, and that's definitely in the pos- that's definitely a possibility, especially if they run the ball really well and just kind of, uh, you know, keep defenses honest and. Yeah, I, I definitely see that. So 
Um, do you have any other sleepers you want to talk about, or you want to just dive right into keepers for the quarterback position? No, that's my only sleeper. Um, keepers, I can be quick. It's Bryce Young, ADP 25. I have him ranked at 18. Um, and CJ Stroud, QB 28. I have him at 22. So this year I have them outperforming their ADP, but also, um, you know, getting the rookie year under their belt, going through a lot of growing pains. And then uh, I think if you draft them late as keepers, then they can really step up and be, um, you know, big time quarterbacks in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's a few I that want to mention. Um, uh, Desmond Ritter. Uh, Desmond Ritter is going at uh, quarterback 30, which is, uh, you know, obviously really low. I am up at 27, not much higher, but he's someone that with that uh, amazing, young, talented offense with Bijan, Drake London and Kyle Pitts, you know, if he ends up figuring it out somehow, man, he's going to be pretty good and the team's going to be pretty yeah. good uh, behind him. So, you know, um, he's someone that I'm looking at later on in drafts as a keeper. Um, yeah, his upside is so high for me. That's what it is with Ritter is his upside is so high. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's a little concerning yesterday, just like Pitts and uh, you saw Pitts and um, Bijan have two good catches on balls that were thrown. There were two one hand, one handed catches on balls that were thrown behind them. Like he, but then he has a great throw to Drake London down the sideline. Yeah. So like you have absolutely. to find some consistency with your arm. Um, but you saw his, you know, running game. He's got to figure it out. But yeah, and then yeah. one other person that I consider a sleeper is uh, Ky um, uh, uh, Kyler Murray. You know, Kyler Murray with this injury, he's coming back from keeper. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, keeper. Um, yeah, Kyler Murray is, is is for me is considered a keeper. Um, you know, if you're in a keeper league, absolutely be grabbing Kyler Murray because when he comes back, I think he's going to come back strong. Uh, I think he's going to come back around week four of this season, depending on how the team is, but that's completely up in the air. So I don't blame you for not drafting him if you're, if you're not in a keeper league. But um, if you draft a quarterback later on in drafts yeah. and you're not really excited about him, like a Geno Smith or a Jared Goff, and that's your QB one, definitely grab Kyler because if he ends up does coming back, he's going to be coming back strong and play very well towards the end of the season and may may be your, your guy. So um, someone to keep an eye on. He's interesting because he would be, I would consider him on both my do not draft list and my keeper list. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, he's definitely someone that is probably the best quarterback keeper pick because we've seen what he's done in the league and he may not even be a Cardinal next year, but um, very possible people will forget about him in the drafts and you can get him late and then have him as a 12th, 14th round keeper for next year. So I agree with that. Yeah. One person I want to mention quickly who I don't have in the article yet, but I'm going to add him is uh, Kenny Pickett. I think he looks outstanding. Um, and I always thought he was the franchise quarterback for the Steelers after last year. Um, and that him and Pickens have something super special, but he's from what you can tell in preseason so far and what we've been hearing the buzz around camp is that he has already taken it to the next level. So uh, mark me down for Kenny Pickett. I'm really excited to see the Steelers team grow this year and just be an exciting team to watch again in a great division. Yeah, I, I have never really been a Pickett fan as of from what I saw last year, but he's definitely growing on me. Um, he's looking pretty good this offseason. And, uh, I mean, he's got talented receivers to throw to, so he could definitely be uh, be ex uh, his, uh, his, you know, um, 
expectations are aren't that high right now. So I, I expect him to be pretty good. Let's uh, move <laughs> on to running backs. Um, yeah. I was when I was talking about, I think it was love. Something must have been up on your screen that was red because I was about to stop and call you Hellboy because your face was just. I have red. <laughs> I have the uh, preseason football games on literally like right here, oh, so it's like yeah, uh, it you're gonna see you're gonna see colors on my face change a little bit. So <laughs> yeah, it was just beat red, and I was like, kept distracting me. It was funny. <laughs> Sorry, I, um, I, let's talk. Not be distracting. <laughs> no, it was really funny. Uh, so running backs. J.K. Dobbins, I uh, said him earlier. Um, I, he's drafted at ADP 21. I have him at 14. Um, his talent's just incredible. He's going to be on an offense that I think is going to be um, moving a lot quicker this year and opening up the field a lot more, and he's just going to benefit from that. I just think he's the perfect kind of read option type running back with Lamar that if you give him space, he can do – He can. He, he can do some damage with it. So, um, I expect him to be healthy or I just hope I'm hopeful that he's going to be healthy all year. And if he is, then he's going to be a top 15, top 10 running back. Um, so I have D- JK Dobbins. What do you, you got anything to add there? Um, no, I mean, JK Dobbins is one of those guys that they're being drafted too late and he's going to be in a great offense. He's the lead guy and the sky's the limit for JK, man. I could, you know, I could see him easily being a top 10 running back. If everything yeah. goes well for him and he scores a ton of touchdowns, like, dude, he can have double digit touchdowns over well over a thousand yards and uh, be pretty active in the passing game, too. So uh, I yeah. totally understand that one. Um, one guy I want to bring up is uh, someone you mentioned earlier is Cam Akers. Uh, Cam yep. Akers He's is someone, yeah, we, we're targeting him all over the place in drafts, man. He's going as running back 24. I have him up at 18, and I feel like I just keep wanting to push him up and up and up the rankings, you know? Um, yeah, he's my he's, RB 16. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, Cam Akers, you know, what was it? Uh, last season he had, um, towards the end of the year last year, he was killing it. He had, let me pull it up real quick. Um, I think it was the last three games averaging over 20 carries, over 100 yards, and with a game scoring three touchdowns in one game. So, um, you know, when he when they turned to him and be the guy and gave him a ton of the workload, he, he really produced, and I'm expecting him to continue off that success from last season. And uh, like we said, the Rams uh, should be better than everyone thinks. So uh, I'm grabbing Cam Akers as a sleeper for sure. Yeah, last three games, it's actually in my article here, last three games of the season, 63 carries, 345 yards, and three touchdowns. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's going to be fed well this year. He's going to have the opportunity to be a workhorse back, and he's just going to capitalize, in my mind, two years off that Achilles, like um, healthy and um, in an offense that I think is going to be much improved and the public's going to be pretty down on all year, and there's going to be opportunity there. So, I mean, you can see by his ADP. Um, yeah. Someone else that's just in that same range. You said we were kind of peppering that whole range. Rashad White. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to be on a pretty bad team, but his talent is really good. Like, I think the knock on him was his yards per carry or his yards per yards after contact. There's some stat that everyone points to, but honestly, like, he is an athletic, good running back. And He's going to catch 80 balls. He has the quarterback in in in, uh, um, in in Baker Mayfield who checks down more than any quarterback. 
um, in the NFL. And I think he's going to catch 80 balls this year. Um, so, yep. Yeah. Rashad White's really interesting, man. He's if, you know, I, I don't know, man. I, I feel <laughs> like Baker might actually be playing pretty well this season with, uh, I mean, you're throwing the ball to Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin. So Rashad White, man, I, yeah, we're definitely targeting players in this range, and that's all we can say about it because he's uh, definitely being drafted too low, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, what do you? Who else you got here for sleepers? Um, I have a couple of the guys here. Uh, I'm looking at Antonio Gibson uh, being drafted as running back 32. I recently moved him up to 26. Um, I really, really like Antonio Gibson, and that's partly because I really, really, really don't like Brian Robinson. And, uh, you know, Eric Bieniemy is the new offensive coordinator there in Washington. And Antonio Gibson's a guy, man. We've seen him have a top 12 season before. Uh, it's definitely in the range of possibilities for him. And I'm grabbing Antonio Gibson there in those middle rounds as much as possible. So he's a- yeah, you've always you've always been a Gibson guy, and I've never always. been a Gibson guy. But yeah. now that he has – I like I love uh, – first of all, I've – not regretted, but like I've, I, he's a, he's a good running back. He makes awesome plays. He looks good. Yeah. Um, and he's not even, he's started as a wide receiver. So he like, even if Brian Robinson's like, all right, here's my take on Brian Robinson. I think he kind of has a long leash in a weird way because the commanders really do believe in him. Um, so like, I, I just think he kind of has a little bit longer of a leash, which may cap Gibson's ceiling this year. I, I, I don't know that they go to him right away. Um, but even so, like they can line him up and get creative. The enemy will get creative with Gibson because of how talented he is and his experience at wide receiver. So yeah. like his floor's high as well to me. But if he comes out and is just making these great plays and and Robinson is just your like boring gets three yards per carry like kind of just like snail running back, then I can see Gibson taking over target share, taking over production pretty quickly. Um, but that being said, like they're going to, they're going to give Brian Robinson a pretty, I, I think pretty long. Um, I, I just don't see them moving on from him right away. Yeah. Um, Cause I if know, they I... are bad, like if the commanders end up being bad, which I kind of think they will be, Mm-hmm. then they're just going to be one of those teams that like punt this year to get one of those top picks. And then yeah. just like, it doesn't really matter if. Yeah. But e- you know, even if they're losing all these games and they're playing from behind, they're going to be throwing the ball a lot, you know, and Antonio Gibson last year, he had a career high in targets, yards and receptions. So um, I think the sees that, that he's the pass catching guy and he'll be on the field a lot more often because the commanders are going to be losing these games. So um yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. We both like Gibson. So um, the last person I have on my sleeper list is Jeff Wilson. Um, and now I hear that a chain was carted off. Um, yeah. It makes me like Wilson even more. I don't mm. know how serious that is. I think I just saw that it was like an AC sprain, but um, anyways, like Wilson could shoot up the, my, uh, he's he's drafted at rb 56 right now i have him at 44 and he could shoot up if that is serious i also read an article that said um it was mcdaniel talking about being um you know very content and happy 
uh, excited about their um, running back room without missing out on cook. And a lot of that has to do with Jeff Wilson and how like energetic and just ready to go. He is for this year. Um, we haven't seen him yet at all in the preseason, but, um, supposedly he looks great and he's going to be healthy, um, here for the start of the season and is the main reason why he was just like, we got Jeff Wilson. Um, it's going to be a three headed monster. Even, uh, what is his name? Ahmed. Ahmed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ahmed's like, an explosive running back. Like you could fit him into that scheme and he's going to do well. So um, there is a lot of mouths to feed in that backfield, but I think Wilson's going to be a huge part of that. Probably lead the team in rushing touchdowns for sure, but I could see yards as well. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, Jeff Wilson, someone we have a large target or a large uh, share. 35%. Yeah. 35% uh, share in best ball draft. So, uh, I'm very happy about that situation, but also I had Devon A. Chain on my sleepers list, um, but I recently just took him off because of this whole injury. I don't know. It's undisclosed. We're still waiting on information, but, uh, you know, if A. Chain was going to be fully healthy, I thought he was really going to be able to carve out a, a role in this offense and be explosive. But um, I've, I now veered away from that, and I'm going to go with Jerome. Well, again, um, well, let's talk about A. Chain real quick. So, okay. Like, Say it's just a shoulder thing, like yeah. The but the I AC, just, if it's the AC joint, that's a that's um a pretty uh, severe shoulder thing where it kind of lingers, where it's gonna, you know, be yeah. A couple we'll weeks. see. I don't uh, know if he'll be ready. I, I just want to talk about a healthy A chain. Okay, um, fully so, healthy A chain. Yeah, like yeah, I agree that he is explosive and looks really good and fits that offense really well. I just don't know, like because there's so many mouths to feed, are you going to be able to count on really any of these guys from a redraft standpoint with all three healthy? Are you going to be able to count on flexing one? Like certainly not as your RB two, but flexing one of them. I mean, like, well, we saw last you, year. It, yeah. Last swing, year it was, it was difficult to, you know, type guy. Yeah. Last me. year it was difficult to figure out who to start on a weekly basis between yeah. Jeff Wilson and Mostert. They were both going to have games. They both had weeks where they were actually pretty good. But I would say that he's a sleeper in my category as a as a, uh, as a fully healthy A-chain because um, I think he's the most talented. Jeff Wilson's been around for a while, and he's never really been a starting running back. He spent all those years on San Francisco as like the third string back coming in when everyone else was injured, and he actually played really well. But he's never been the guy, and he's 27, 28 years old now. So I think A-Chain comes in, proves that he's the most talented running back. He's exactly what McDaniels is looking for over there in that offense. And I think by midseason, towards the end of the year, he has a large enough work share where he ends up producing really good numbers with that workload. So, Yeah, what does that look like, though? Like 15-touch max kind of guy, right? Yeah, he's but with, so tiny. I mean, you saw him. He literally got slammed and was injured. Yeah. Um, so... I don't know that you can give him more than 15 touches. That being said, with 15 touches, he probably does a lot with it. Like to me, he's kind of like almost like a DeAndre Swift to where you can't really give him a big share. I don't know. I I would be I I like him. Don't get me wrong. I hate that he went to Texas A&M because I hate <laughs> Texas A&M. But um, well, I, I think he would. He would I, be I just I'm, I'm always back, worried about. Yeah, I'm just always worried about backs like him who are so small and I don't know. Um, 
I just, I, I feel like I never personally go after the small, like boomer bust type running backs. I'm like more of a volume kind of running back guy, I feel like. But yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, especially from a best ball standpoint. Like, I don't think I'll, I don't think I'll have any of these Miami running backs on my redraft teams, but in best ball, like, sure, give me any of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. For exactly what you talked about. Like, they're going to have games, but um, I just don't like to start a running back like that and then swing and miss. And then I have a hole in my lineup. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. It'll be tough. I almost like, I almost like those like decent wide receivers that'll get you like five catches a game for 50 yards and you just plug a 10 point guy in your flex and look for the big swings elsewhere. I don't know. That's yeah. just how I personally like to play um, fantasy. Yeah, that makes but, sense. Um, um, but, but yeah, that, Jerome Ford, talk yeah. about him. Jerome Ford's going as Mike Keepers. Yeah. yeah, he's he's a, he's a sleeper to me, man. He's with being at 50, running back 57. Um, I have him up at 46. He's someone that I'm grabbing later on in drafts. You know, we've seen what the Chiefs do. I'm sorry, what the not the Chiefs, the uh, the Browns, what the Browns do with the two running backs. Uh, we've seen that before. Obviously, that's with Kareem Hunt, and we don't know if Jerome Ford is like a Kareem Hunt, but they're willing to use two backs. So um, I think Jerome Ford carves out a nice role. He's a perfect handcuff if I'm drafting Nick Chubb, but uh, I kind of like Jerome Ford as standalone value. I mean, I don't know. What do you think about Ford? I know he's on your list as well. Yeah, I have him as keepers. He's probably – fringe sleeper keeper to me because I will have them on my redraft rosters because I think there is potentially a role for them. Um, I don't know. We'll see, man. Like, is it going to be the hunt role? Then yes, there's a role for them on your team, on your bench. But if it's not, if it's like a more diluted version of that, then probably not. But um, the injury upside is huge, obviously. Um, It's going to come down to how much they ride Chubb, which you think because they run them so heavily that there will be a significant role for a second running back there and then in that case it is Jerome Ford so yeah I think there's standalone ish type there's standalone value yeah there's potentially standalone value depending on how they um how they you know run them so yeah, uh, definitely like Ford. Do you have any other sleepers or is that it? No, that's about it, man. I just have a couple of keepers uh, I wanted to mention. Yeah. yeah, my keepers, Roshan Johnson, Ty Chandler. Yeah. Um, Roshan looked outstanding in preseason. He looks like he can potentially be a three down back uh, eventually. Uh, I don't think he will for a while. You've heard me talk now in a couple of podcasts about him and Herbert being a really good um, yin and yang there. And then Ty Chandler, I, I I'll talk briefly about him too, but I, I think it's important because he's someone that it, I personally am not a believer in Alex Madison. Um, so that's a very big high producing fantasy, um, position is the Vikings running back. And I just, I'm, I don't, I'm not a big believer in Madison. So I think that RB2 for the Vikings is going to have a very high potential um, to either A, steal target share or eventually maybe look better and take over that role. Yeah. And Ty Chandler is the guy that's standing out to me there. So I think he is a great pick late in drafts. Yeah, I like that. 
Um, I have uh, two guys I wanted to mention is uh, Jalen Warren and uh, Tajay Spears. Uh, Warren's going at 44. Spears is going at 55. Um, Warren, um, I don't know if you watched the preseason. Did game you have him on your list before he I, just broke a six? I did. Yard. Yeah. That's why I was happy. I was going to mention him because, uh, he just broke a massive touchdown. Uh, he looks good, man. And, uh, the Steelers seem like they want to use him pretty often. So I, you know, it's still to be determined how that workload is going to be split up between, uh, Harris and Warren, but I think Warren's going to be, you know, on the field quite a bit. So, uh, he's someone that could carve out a nice role and be, um, you know, kind of trusted in a flex spot here and there uh, on a spot start. But, and then Tajay Spears, I mean, Derek Henry did really well in the passing game last year, but I don't know if they really want to use him like that. They want to have him be that bruiser. So Tajay Spears comes in and could be like an auxiliary piece to uh, Derek Henry and um, pretty active in the passing game. He's very athletic and he, in college, he just dominated and just made his, made those defenses look silly. So, um, he's someone I'm looking at later on in drafts, uh, as a keeper, uh, Jalen Warren and Ty J Spears. Yeah. I love Ty J Spears. I think he can be the, the lightning to, uh, Derrick Henry thunder. Yeah, I like um, that. And as he gets up in age, I just think that Spears can take a little bit of that role. Um, keep Henry fresh and be confident in that, um, in, in splitting that. Um, time with Spears. So I, I like Spears a lot. He looks really good. Uh, yeah. So, uh, All right, on let's, the same um, page there. let's go to wide receivers then. Yeah. Um, Amari Cooper. I mean, I don't really need to speak too Ooh. much about him. Coop's a ball hawk. He's outstanding yeah. talent. Um, that's an offense I think is going to be very improved in a team that, is going to be right there with the Ravens and the Bengals. I mean, two of the best teams in the in the AFC, and uh, I think that the Browns will be in every single game with them. So, um, yeah, should be in a very good, high, very talented division. And um, I just love Cooper. He's a ball hawk. Yeah, Amari Cooper is one of those guys that I'm. I feel like every chance I'm in a mock draft, and I'm like. He's right there. I'm usually drafting him over like the five receivers that are above him in rankings. So, yep. um, you know, it's it's been a very common thing for me grabbing him in drafts. So, yeah, I, I love I love Amari Cooper this year, and uh, he should be doing great. Um, yeah, so, might as well talk about Elijah Moore as well. Oh, um, yeah. Since oh, we're yeah. already talking Cooper. Like Elijah Moore, ADP, he's wide receiver 43. I have met 36. Um, and he's, you know, Stefanski already said it was like coaching, uh, coaching Eli is like coaching uh, Percy Harvin. You can line him up anywhere and like, just get him the ball. He's going to make a play. Yeah. Um, called him positionless. That was positionless. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So like Elijah Moore is in the same spot as DJ Watson, like, or Deshaun Watson looking to kind of revamp their careers together, have this like next rebirth so i love that too and watson's loved him um so elijah moore i want on every single one of my teams literally every team so. yeah no yeah i mean he, he even came out and he told everybody he said if you if you don't draft me you're gonna regret it yeah. so don't be on that side of the fence people draft elijah moore any chance you can it's uh, yeah, you gotta love great. the guys that like talk about fantasy football i love like, it i mean austin eckler is one of them and he looked yeah. what he's done the last couple of years but yeah yeah um, massive yeah yeah i love that comment for elijah moore it just makes me like him even more yeah absolutely man 
Um, my next wide receiver is uh, Nico Collins. Uh, Nico Collins is someone that's going very, very late in drafts. He's wide receiver 53. Uh, I've met at 48, not, not that much higher, but higher enough where uh, I'm usually grabbing him in that pocket of players over the other ones. Um, you know, Stroud's looking okay right now. Uh, he's, he hasn't looked top of the line in these preseason games, but I'm pretty confident that Stroud's going to figure it out uh, pretty early in the season. And Nico Collins is going to be his number one receiver. Um, I'm pretty excited about him. And like I said, I'm, I'm grabbing him later on in those drafts. Uh, and I think he's a sleeper. So, yeah, I have met on my keeper list. He's someone that like, I have him as wide receiver. I have him at, he, he's at wide receiver 53. I'm at 49. Um, and I think he can outplay that for sure. But, yeah. um, as that offense and that team gets better, I think he's going to get better. So for me, like draft him late, I think he's going to be able to sit on your bench all year and be a player you can count on whenever you need to plug him in. But yeah, absolutely. Um, I expect his like big, big breakout to be next year with that kind of second year of Stroud. Uh, I think you'll see flashes, but there's going to be a lot of growing pains. Um, yeah. That's just kind of who Stroud is. He, he, you saw he's looked really bad in preseason and he's looked pretty good he's made some really good throws and you can see that the arm talent and the talent is there so once he kind of figures out the nfl game a little bit his talent's gonna be there so um yeah i agree yeah definitely um Ayuk. Well, uh yeah you I love brandon Ayuk, man i love brandon Ayuk. i have always loved brandon Ayuk, and i think this year he's gonna take an even bigger step forward wide receiver 27 i have met 15 yeah. Um, I don't care who's quarterback throwing the ball. Uh, they're going to be able to find Ayuk, and he he's just the best talent in that receiving room, like by far, um, in terms of just pure athleticism. So um, supposedly he's looking, he's unguardable, is what all the um, the Forty Nine ers secondary is saying. He's unguardable this year, so you just love to hear that. Give me, give me Ayuk. Um, George Pickens, I want to talk about him as well. Like that's another guy talk about unguardable. Oh yeah. Uh, we've seen the tape on him and he is someone that him and Pickett, I've always talked about their like chemistry together and how it's, you know, one of a kind, kind of like Burrow and, and Chase. So I think those, I, I think Pickens is another guy I'm pretty much drafting on every single team. Wide receiver 36, I'm at 27. He could literally be top 15 as well. If the if Pickett is as good as he's looked early in preseason, then then Pickens could be a top 15 wide receiver this year. Um, yeah. So trying to get him in every single draft too. Yeah, it's just, uh, to me, it's inevitable that uh, George Pickens is going to be an elite elite wide receiver like in conversation with Justin Jefferson Jamar Chase those guys that are just so athletic and they're so good at football uh Pickens to me is going to be in that category eventually so whenever that happens if this this year or next year uh, I totally understand that take um someone else I want to bring up is Christian Kirk Christian Kirk is a sleeper for me um everybody is hyping up Calvin Ridley and for good reason Calvin Ridley is a very very good receiver and he's going to be the number one receiver there in Jacksonville in an ascending offense but Christian Kirk is going to get his too 
Um, I project both of them being over a thousand yards receivers and um, Kirk is just going too late, man. Uh, I'm grabbing him ahead of a few other guys in that range. He's always someone I'm looking at in drafts and um, he's a sleeper in my opinion, for sure. Yeah. I love Kirk. Um, He's just, he's just such a, like such a good wide receiver too. Um, last year he played that wide receiver one role and was awesome. I think the Jags offense as a whole takes a huge step forward. Trevor Lawrence is gaining confidence in who he is. Um, obviously had that mess of an urban Meyer year, but first year under Doug Peterson took a huge step forward this year, an even bigger step forward. Now you have a true wide receiver one in Ridley. Christian Kirk is kind of back into his wide receiver two role that he's, um, kind of been in and had so much success in. So I think that's going to benefit him. And he's just, as you saw in the first preseason game, like he's still that guy who Lawrence counts on most in the red zone and he's going to have a ton of touchdowns um, like he always does. So, yeah, I I mean, I love Christian Kirk um, and perfect segue into a guy that also in the red zone and just is able to find space and find those pockets and score touchdowns. Yahan Dotson. Um, Yahan Dotson. I have Yahan. I have Yahan closing the gap on Terry McLaurin, just like Pickens is on Deontay Johnson. And yeah. they're either both going to be, you know, surpass those wide receiver ones or be there. I mean, I think Pickens could. I would say Pickens definitely is going to surpass Deontay this year. And I think Yahan has a good shot to be nipping at uh, McLaurin's heels as well. Yeah, I agree with you. Pickens uh, is probably in line more so than Jahan Dotson. Um, I really, I still like McLaurin. I think McLaurin is still a phenomenal wide receiver and he is going to be the number one all year, but that doesn't mean Dotson isn't going to score more touchdowns. That doesn't mean Dotson won't have more yards. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that whole uh, um, uh, AJ Brown and Devonta Smith scenario for me where AJ Brown had more touchdowns, but Devonta had more receptions and more, uh, not as many, not as many yards, but still, he had more receptions. So I, I see it very similar to that. Dotson will be creeping up. So uh, I, I love that pick. Um, what about yeah. keepers? Uh, I have a couple guys for keepers is Tank Dell and Jaden Reed. You know, I talked about a, a Houston wide receiver with my sleepers. And Tank Dell for me is someone in the keeper category where, um, you know, he could outproduce his uh, ADP right now as wide receiver 77. Like he's, you know, maybe hardly being drafted. Um, and uh, Jaden Reed is at 72. So. They're two guys that I think you should be drafting, you know, in your last round of fantasy drafts because they could find a role this season and uh, definitely into next year, in my opinion. Yeah, I love I absolutely love Jaden Reed. He's already won that slot role for the um, for the Packers. And I love him even more because um, love is a first year starter. He hasn't established like. He doesn't have his established go-to guys yet. So Reed being a rookie, yeah, he's a rookie, but he could literally step in with a first-year quarterback and end up being one of his guys, um, and that could be absolutely massive. But regardless, he's going to start in the slot, so I love that. Um, I have him as well on my keeper list. I have um, Marvin Mims, another rookie, who um, you know how Russell likes that deep ball. Um, I could see him being that guy for – uh, for the Broncos. And then uh, Puka Nakua, he's a guy who could step in and, and have a legitimate role this year. 
supposedly him and Stafford have a good connection here in uh, preseason. I've so I've been seeing uh, a lot of really good uh, clips from their camp uh, and Puka yeah. is the main beneficiary to that. So um, yeah. Yeah. So he, he could have a role this season. Um, another guy I have on here is DJ Chark. Um, and maybe he should more so be like a sleeper, like a late sleeper yeah. because he could be receiver one. And I don't necessarily think like, his role would get any better if he is a wide receiver one for that team this year, then that's his role and he's going to be awesome and wildly outperform his, his ADP. Um, so he's a guy that I like late in drafts um, for sure. And then the other guy I want to name is Richie James. And I just think like, he's a good, he's a, he's a good wide receiver. Um, like actually good. Um, and he had a little bit of success with the Giants, but now he has Patrick Mahomes. Um, and Patrick Mahomes needs to find someone and find someone quickly who he can count on. Um, MVS is just kind of MVS. You're not going to see much more than we've seen out of him in that offense. Yeah. Uh, Sky Moore should take a huge step forward, but someone that you can count on if Richie James ends up being that guy he kind of was in in New York that you can give the ball. I mean, just a sure-handed receiver that would catch five balls a game. Patrick Mahomes loves sure-handed receivers. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, um, and, you know, he's going to be looking for – someone to take a little bit of attention away from Kelsey. I don't know that we're going to see Kelsey being, you know, he's still going to be a massive, massive part of that offense, but you can't, you can't uh, keep throwing him. I don't know how many targets did he have last year? Uh, a, sh- a shit ton. Four, That's how many. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It felt like every game it was just Kelsey, 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 Kelsey. And like, you know, something's going to have to change there a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You would think so. Um, but I don't know, man, I'm, I'm still, um, I'm still out on these chiefs wide receivers. Like obviously sky Moore is the most interesting one, but you know, I think it, it may end up just being like previous years where, um, he's going to get everybody involved and you never know who it's going to be in the wide receiver room. You know, MVS is going to have games. Sky Moore is going to have games. And I'm sure Richie James is going to have games too because he is a good receiver and Mahomes is going to get him the ball. So, um, but definitely I could see him. Someone's got to carve out a role there. So why not him? Yeah. That's why, like, I'm not out on the Chiefs receivers. I'm out on the, I'm out on the, I'm out on Kadarius Tony. Any other Chiefs receiver? <laughs> we didn't even mention him is- at all. <laughs> I, I think any other chief receiver is in my mind I'm in on because of the opportunity that they could potentially be a guy for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Um, so that carries so much value and they're not being drafted. Richie James is the 85th receiver. Like he'll probably go undrafted. I think yes. he's worth a last round pick stash on your bench. Keep hearing what, you know, keep hearing good things about him in camp. And then you never know, you might have someone that, you know, has a couple touchdowns in the first four weeks and is completely worth the last round dart. So, um, yeah, that's my, uh, that's the rest of my keepers there. Yeah. I like it, Mike. I like it. Um, let's get into tight ends. Huh? How about it? Um, I'll kick it off. One tight end that I'm really high on that um, others don't seem to be is uh, Mike Kosicki. Mike Kosicki for the uh, Patriots, man. 
yes, he is the tight end too, but they don't look at him as just a tight end. Uh, he's playing that tight end wide receiver hybrid role as they stated. Why That's why they got him. He's playing in the slot a lot. Um, he wasn't even really practicing fully slot with a lot. A slot a lot. He wasn't even practicing fully with slot the tight ends. He's, he was practicing a lot with the wide receivers. So um, with that wide receiver room being unestablished and you never know really who's going to come out, um, I think Gesicki is going to be heavily used in that wide receiver room. So, um, I'm- yeah, you just like his name because it's so similar to mine. <laughs> For all the roadies out there that don't know Cole's last name, it's Kolzicki. So Gesicki and Kolzicki. Yes, Mike. Mike Gesicki. Yes. Mike Gesicki. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They may be why that's the only reason I like him because it's so close to your last Mike, name. Mike Gesicki. Yeah, he's being drafted as tight end 33. I got him up at 16. Um, he's, you know, someone I'm willing to take a chance on late. Yeah, uh, Mike Gesicki. It could literally someone could someone could be talking like that, and you could it could be <laughs> could very well be oh, my name, Mike Gesicki. Mike Gesicki. Um, so yeah, I uh, I like Gesicki. We have a very healthy share of him. Yeah, uh, yes, we late, do. Late 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 dart throw in underdog drafts, but um, to me, it's Dalton Kincaid. I love Kincaid. Oh, Anyone yeah. knows that. Oh yeah. Everyone knows how big of a Kincaid guy I am. Um, I traded in your league, I traded a second and third round pick for, to move up and get Kincaid. Um, just absolutely love him. I think the fact that he's a tight end, he's rostered as a tight end and he's going to have wide receiver type numbers. He's playing in the slot. He's playing in the backfield. He's playing all over. He got a hundred percent of first team reps, um, in their first preseason game, I don't know the exact numbers, but I think he got a hundred percent snap rate again today. Um, had a couple great catches early on from what I saw, but he's going to have wide receiver numbers as a tight end, which is simply going to put him in the top five of tight ends. Um, so if he can get going early, then I expect him to be in the top five right now. I've met six, um, but I would move him up. So Kincaid, give me every single Kincaid share I could possibly have. If I don't have him on every team this year, then I've failed miserably. Yeah. And if I don't have him, (laughs) if I don't have him, then I do have Greg Dulcich. I will not strike out on both of them in a draft, or I'll probably quit the league and just pay the fee and just say, like, here, give my team to someone else. But Dulcich, amazing talent. Russell Wilson loves to get the – uh, tight end going, and so does Sean Payton. So, give me every share of Dulcich, tight end thirteen. Yeah, so. I mean, not much to say there. Uh, you know, Payton came out and said that he's going to be the Joker of the offense. Like he's going to be mismatches all over the field with him. And he's a stud, man. Yeah, look at like look at his highlight tape. If you haven't seen, type in Greg Dulcich UCLA highlights. Yeah. If you aren't familiar with him. Yeah, so. get familiar because he's going to have a big season, man. Absolutely. Um, my other tight end that I have in my sleeper category is uh, Cole Komet. Uh, I really like Cole Komet. He's being drafted as tight end 15. I would take him right around tight end 11 um, on that fringe top you 10. You got to put on the accent. Cole Komet, you know, you got to you got to draft Cole Komet, okay? He's going as wide receiver tight end 15, which is way too late. He fucking bozos. And uh, I think him at eleven. I mean, why? He's last ten games of the season. He had what seven toudowns? Like, come on, come on! You gotta, go, you gotta go. You gotta go out and get Cole Komet 
on the Bears. He's this is a guy that they just paid him a good chunk of money. Oh he yeah, says, they gave him a big he, old. He's bag. Justin Fields' guy from last year. I mean, Komet's <laughs> gonna get the ball in the end zone, and Komet's gonna score touchdowns. So he's gonna be one of those guys that's gonna step up. He's gonna have about 60, 70 catches, six hundred to seven hundred yards, and about ten touchdowns. Hey, Coles, I couldn't have said it better myself, okay? It was a phenomenally job done, okay? Um, hey, how about... um? <laughs> oh, that was nice. That was fun. Um, but as keepers. far as keepers Sam go... Sam Laporta, yep. Trey McBride, Luke Musgrave. That's everybody that's on my got. list, Mike. That's everybody on my list. Yeah. That's who I got for you. Yeah, McBride is down at tight end 31. Musgrave is up at 24. And Laporta yeah. is up at 16. So people are catching on with Laporta. He looks good, yep. man. He's just he's got a good build yep. to him. And um, you know, yeah. we've seen Detroit. quick hitter notes. Yeah. Quick yeah. You're you're a ju- you're I cut you off. You're about to say it. Like Hawkinson's role in Detroit was great. Yeah. That's where you can expect Laporta to be, right? Like Jamison Williams is out what, six games? Yep. And that's why I think Laporta has a nice connection with golf pretty early. So Early, and then that's just going to carry on throughout the year, throughout his career. 100%. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Iowa, Iowa tight end that looks great. Yep. Trey McBride, another guy. Look at his college numbers. They were insane. He had wide receiver numbers. He's an incredible talent. He's been learning from Zach Ertz. Like, who better in the league right now as a veteran tight end on his way out would you want to learn from than Zach Ertz? Yeah, and not to mention you know McBride I mean? is built like a brick house. The guy is jacked. Yeah, uh, yeah. Had hadn't you like not really? You weren't familiar. With yeah, and I I looked Trey up a McBride. picture of him, and he's just like just flexing in the camera, and he's just like I was like, holy shit, this guy is fucking <laughs> jacked. Yeah, and he's a great receiver. I mean, his his numbers at Colorado State were just in his highlights too. I yeah. mean, he was a stud at Colorado State, and I expect that. You know, whether it's this year because the team's gonna be pretty bad, I don't know, but. He's learning from Zach Ertz, and he is a crazy good receiving talent. So yeah. get familiar with it with Trey McBride if you're not. And then Musgrave, we've already heard about him. I mean, clocked in at like 25 miles per hour as a six six tight end. Insane. Whatever that. I don't even believe that, but <laughs> yeah, that apparently <laughs> happened. So go get Luke Musgrave. Yeah. He's starting tight end for the Packers. Yep. All right, well, that about does it for our sleepers and keepers over here at the Fantasy Road Show. We appreciate you guys uh, listening and checking us out. Make sure you check us out on uh, YouTube at youtube.com slash sports ethos. Follow us on and Twitter. Don't you forget about Cole Komet. Yeah, don't you forget. I don't okay? want I don't want to come t- find I don't want to tell you. I don't know how many times I had to tell you Cole Komet is he's a Notre Dame guy. He's 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 a Chicago Irish guy. He, <laughs> he's a fucking bear. That bears. That bears. Um, yeah, sorry. Follow us on Twitter at Coles underscore sports at fantasy underscore trucker at fantasy roadshow. We got a sub stack coming for you. Um, what else we got for him, right? YouTube.com slash sports ethos. Yep. Um, new album it. art. Check that out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and more to come cool too. coming with that more to come. Yeah. <laughs> um, so signing off buckle the fuck up. Oh my God!